0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Just thought I, I, That had just popped up on my, uh, my Twitter feed about 20, 30 minutes ago. I was like, oh, that's interesting.
3: You know the problem with, with doing a podcast like this is, is if it ever actually takes off, I'm going to get canceled. Because, I mean, clearly, that's a dude. That's a straight um, dude. Yeah. Who's like, listen, I'm in a situation where I'm getting bent over anyways, so... <laughs> 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 Let's,
0: see. Let's wrap your regular special program for a special news bulletin from our partners The Twisted World.
2: Happy New Year, everyone.
1: Happy, Happy
3: New Year. Year. I was, wondering if, I was wondering if we actually even recorded anymore. If what? I, was like, I, was, I thought we were retired. I thought that was it. Twisted World, like, the world didn't end, and then it started again, and I was like, wow, crap. <laughs> I gotta do a. We,
2: I gotta do a podcast. Oh my gosh! Were you expecting the world to end?
3: <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> twisted world. You just you talk about enough twisted things in the world. You're like, at some point, it's just gonna it's, stop, it's right? Gone. Yeah. It's um. So I figured, you know, Wait. things were happening, and people would just forget about it.
2: Sp- speaking of twisted stuff, real quick, uh, I just wanted to. This is, has nothing to do with our topic, but I wanted to throw this at you. Did you know? That they are about to execute the first openly transgender woman. No,
3: but were they going to execute a man, and they chose not to be a man just to be <laughs> yeah. executed as the first?
2: I don't know. So I've been reading because you got to ask
3: yourself that. Like you really got to ask yourself, like, hey, everything's about first nowadays, and there's not a lot of them left. So if you're going to be the first, like, like you're just another man going to get executed. So you might as well be like the first transgender man.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Woman. So. This is in Missouri, which Missouri has one of the the Missouri and one other state are the only two states that apparently where the if the jury um, like couldn't come to an agreement on what the sentencing was. It's the only two states where the this state and I forget which the other one was, but um, where the judge can say, you know, death sentence as the sentence if the jury was a hung jury.
3: Oh, interesting. So, so basically, it, it rolls back to the judge if the if the jury can't make their
2: mind up. Correct. Well, in other states, it goes back; to, it can go back to the judge as well. But in other states, the judges cannot have execution as the sentencing. Oh, where in yeah. Missouri they have to
3: go to the people. Yeah.
2: Right. So in Missouri, they can. The judge can be like, "Ah, oh, well, hung jury. Ah, oh, you're going to the death sentence." So apparently, this individual clearly was a man because they were. Tried and found guilty for killing their girlfriend, their former girlfriend in two thousand three, like I guess, you know, uh, stalked, raped, did all kinds of horrible things. But uh, right, somewhere in the process, decided he really believed he was a, a lady and wanted to. To I don't know. Yeah. Well, his selly a record apparently. Apparently, his selly was also another one that wanted to be a lady and got out. Uh, had murder charges also, but his murder charges were in twenty. When he was 16, so because of that, he got released uh, January 2022, and this person went on to advocate for, in the state of Missouri, for, like, the uh, the hormone treatments and things like that, that, you know, we as taxpayers apparently pay for. So this person is about to be executed, I believe, next Tuesday. So
3: Yeah, I was going to say, in order for him to be executed that quickly, usually they've been in prison for some time, so they had time to do the... Uh, Dude, it's all bizarre. come on.
2: <laughs> I wanna. She's she's a looker too. Let me show tell you. I just sent you. Just sent you the prison's prison. been rough. <laughs> <laughs> it has been rough. Hey, like, hi. You ever? My name's Amber. Um, stop. <laughs> Terrible. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So, just I, I that had just popped up on my uh, my Twitter feed about twenty thirty minutes ago. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You
3: know, the problem with with doing a podcast like this is, is if it ever actually takes off, I'm gonna get canceled. Because I mean, clearly, that's a dude. That's a straight um, dude yeah. who is like, listen, I'm in a situation where I'm getting bent over, anyways. So, <laughs> we might as well make this thing official. <laughs> I mean,
2: like, really? Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's either that or, like you said. I mean, is it feasible that this person got it in their mind? Because apparently, Missouri's Missouri has not executed a female in a very long time. Maybe a hundred years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, like Mid 1900s, somewhere in there. It's this, been a guy long said, time. this guy said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> Like, well, they ain't executing females. Let me do this. 1953, by the way. Bonnie B. Hetty uh was the last female put to death in uh, Missouri for kidnapping and killing a six-year-old boy. So I guess uh I don't I can't even find this person's real name. Not that it matters, but it, the person's name is now Amber. So Boblin. random. Like we're we just like
3: grazing the internet and
2: just nah, Twitter, tw- Twitter popped up. I was looking at I was actually looking at the stuff that we're about to talk about and it was like breaking news. Uh, Amber McLaughlin will will be seeing the gas, or uh, I guess it's lethal injection. And so, yeah, but like, did
3: it say the first transgender woman? Did it say that? Yes,
2: it did. Like, yep. <sighs> Yeah, like <laughs> it got me. It got me with. <laughs>
3: I just like this is the stuff. This is the stuff that frustrates me. The kind of news that people think is news, and the only reason that this person is being even mentioned on Twitter, on the internet, or on TV, is because they claim to be transgender or a woman or whatever you want to call them. Like whatever. Like
2: hundred percent agree.
3: It's the only reason, right? No one knows that over New Year's Eve some. Islamic terrorist came into New York City and tried to attack two, fle- or attacked two police officers with a machete attempting to kill them. You don't see any of that on the news, right? No, at no. all. It's it's nowhere. But we know that a transgender woman might sad. be the first one ever. Who gives first. a crap? <laughs> Who gives a crap? Can, can Can we do the first and the second at the same time? <laughs> like... Why are we Why are we glorifying this? Why does it matter if it's the first person or the first whatever you exactly. want to call it? It, it? Death is horrific in but, any way, shape, well, or form. And at the end even, of the day, though, this person committed a crime, and we're glorifying them
2: by saying well, they're it's, the first? Well, what's crazy is if you look at the details of the case, it, you would think that this would have made some headlines prior um, based on how he did it what he did well no no Um, no no,
3: because he was a cisgender white male who was straight
2: oh yeah yeah, so So
3: that's why it never made the the headlines now that he is transgender he's in a you know a different class
2: well and and probably the only reason that so there was a um a petition urging judge parsons to stop the execution and it had garnered uh, 5,500 of its needed 6,400 signatures. So didn't quite get the number, but I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the 5,500 that signed it were probably due to the fact that he is now transgender.
3: Oh, 100%. Just, just I mean, say, just this person committed a crime Yeah, and probably is justly, you know, getting a consequence of such crime. I would assume the only reason that the jury's probably hung on it was because this person, well, I guess this was years ago that it that the
2: jury... Yeah, he was a trans. Resolved. They were hung, they were hung apparently because... This dude was a foster child. He had traumatic. They believe he had traumatic mental health issues. Oh, so there may be a mental, like something about, like well, you
3: know, they're probably not wrong.
2: (laughs) At this point, I mean, yeah, looking
3: at looking at the evidence, we may want to go back and look at this thing and say, hey, you know what? There is a mental thing. It's called gender dysphoria, and uh, clearly, clearly, God, this is this issues issues. uh, This isn't even Uh, what our topic is about today, but. It's, it's stuff not, like not this even, just screams you in the face. Know. You know, when we when we set out to start talking about stuff on Twisted World, um you know, I thought we'd talk about lichens and 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 we do this thing and and you know those like 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 stuff that's kind of off the wall and crazy. The problem is, is that every day now is crazy, and we talk about things that are literally happening every single day. Okay, so right. this is a good transition into our topic. So I'll just do it. Right, we're watching Monday Night Football yesterday. And what seemed like a, basically a, just a straightforward tackle, was a 24-year-old guy who's a defensive yes. player who had just this year had recently kind of gotten into a starting gig with an injury on that team, um, tackles a wide receiver after a pass is completed. I mean, maybe a five-yard slant, knocks him down, hops up, adjusts his helmet, and then just goes limp and falls flat on his back. Um, the details behind that were that he – had a cardiac arrest now and it was like unconscious for like 19 minutes before they were able to resuscitate him
2: Uh, right and apparently according to his teammates and and i guess um because i'm gonna agree first off the hit the reason i want to bring up the hit is um all the stuff that came out right away before we knew that it was a cardiac arrest you know all of the Oh, the NFL needs to get this stuff together about the hits and the and the helmet the helmets and all that. And then you go back and look and it's an even was, a hit. It's it probably one of the softest hits and, I've, and I've I've seen.
3: Yes. It basically I mean, soccer it, for players those, are worse. For those that didn't see it, basically what happens is the guy basically puts his arm around the top of the wide receiver and just turns and drops him. Doesn't yeah. even like there's not even a collision that No happened. impact, nothing. Yeah. No impact, nothing. And it's like a five-yard slant, so there's not a lot of speed and both both members hop up really quick and kind of start to walk to their corners and I mean he goes down within like three seconds of being on his feet, so it's not yeah. very much, but you can see he hops up, adjusts his helmet, and then he's out and right. it it's scary. I mean, I've watched football all my life, and I mean, you've seen some brutal hits, right? Guys get hit oh, and lift creamed, and knocked yeah. out or headshots. but to see someone go limp like that and just be so lifeless um it's it was a little scary. Right. And then on top of that, if you're really listening to it, like watching, that's why part of the reason why I texted you last night was it was weird. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. And the reason it was weird and awkward and uncomfortable is because no one had been in this situation to know what to do. Yeah. Uh, the the broadcasters were like talking in circles and saying nonsense. And at some points they weren't even talking at all. You just saw a camera with people surrounding this guy on the on the ground and no one knew what to say or do. And it took over an hour for the commissioner to basically say hey the game's postponed like we're gonna postpone this we don't know what we're gonna do but right now we're not playing football because everybody this is this has happened this man's life is it is is on the balance and everybody's distraught but like i don't blame or get mad at the nfl for the delay there um it, it needed to be canceled but nobody knew what to do there's millions of dollars in the balance there's people there at the stadium to see this this happen a yeah. man's life is in the balance and and and, and they're really trying to figure out okay is this something that we play from because in past every injury we've dealt with the injury we've moved on and we've seen people that have life-threatening injuries that go on to the hospital and the game continues on but this was on the field they had to bring out an ad and bring this man back to life like he yeah. was dead on the field
2: no and absolutely and but that's so to my point it, the Twitter blows up, and it, and instantly all your woke people and stuff like that. This, uh, this is a violent sport. It's this and this and this. All before you find out it's a cardiac arrest. Which, by the way, again wasn't even a hard hit. Uh, you know, uh, my daughters probably swing on each other harder than that. And at the end of the day, the reality is is so. The first first thing we, I just want to bring up again is the immediate attack. They took an opportunity to take this like, oh my gosh, we gotta we gotta shut football down. This is what happens. Well. Let's be start with the reality here that whatever's going on with this young man has nothing to do with this sport, right? It's not like all of a sudden he has a tackle and has a cardiac arrest. This dude's young. How old is he? Twenty four. Twenty four years old. So twenty four year olds do not just up and have cardiac arrest. You don't run into, you, you don't run into a, a fellow player, and then all of a sudden your heart just stops. Right. It doesn't it? Doesn't happen. That's not. This had nothing to do with football. This had nothing to do with the sport. Um. Now, it may have some under underlining issues that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But as far as the tackle was concerned or anything like that, it had nothing to do with it. This was a cardiac arrest. He has an issue with his heart. OK, so we, we've we gotten that out of the way here. Right. Um, he is, I guess, recovering, though. He's good. Right. I, uh, I, or don't he's on he, support, I don't so.
3: know that he, he's on life support. He's in critical condition, but he is alive. And I, I think alive is a, luke, a lukewarm term. I, I hope for the best, and I pray for his for him and his family and yeah, his teammates. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, he's 24 and was unconscious for 19 minutes, and so, Eesh. and I mean, it that's not a good outlook. No. I mean, there's a lot of prayer that needs to go to that young man, and and hopefully absolutely. everything you know works out for the best, and and he he's able to recover from it. But it's scary. I mean, he'll never play football again if he does recover. Um he shouldn't uh yeah. but that, that is is it's yeah it's scary well, no, the, the, mean, he... the part is is this isn't related to a hit like we've talked about this isn't related to physical or physical nature and i think it's pretty common to understand why people are going to you know i will say this to the defense of the whole conversation that we're about to have um just like people jump on 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 twitter and start going straight at the NFL and saying, this is the cause. This is why this is the reasoning. I can understand why people are frustrated, why people such as us go to the option of, is this related to, and I'm going to just gonna jump over the COVID vaccine, right? right. Uh, there was, there was a mandate that required all players to have the COVID vaccination. Now he's 24, which means he got drafted last year. I think he was drafted in 2021. So in order to play in the NFL, he had to have a vaccine. Um, he, yeah, I mean, so we I think I sent you some some even some more information today that came out about all this. But um, uh, before we start getting into the back and forth between blaming and everything like that, I think that when you talk about these types of situations, you do have to look at it from both sides. we I think that there's nothing wrong with discussing the possibility that a vaccination could cause something like this. I also don't think that there's anything wrong with someone discussing football and football activities as the possible. Outcome of something like this to jump on NFL and say that oh they've got to do something about these helmet rules and everything like that and then to go back and watch the clips the evidence isn't there. Right. I agree. I agree okay. that some hel- helmet to helmet stuff can, yes. can be trauma. That's here's my here's my take on football and my take on the COVID vaccination. It's all the same, and I think that every individual has a right to make a decision for what they choose or want to do, Absolutely. or they should they should at least that. When I when I talk about football, I think football has gotten so two hand touch now that when people get hurt, like it's like it's far and in between. We still have a lot of injuries, and we'll talk about that kind of related too. But what I'm saying is is that people sign up for the sport of football knowing that injury is is a possibility, knowing that there's a risk there. Right. And so I've always been the belief, like, let them let the men play football. Let them play football. Yes, we know that the CTE stuff or the head stuff is, is a real thing and that there's a risk there and all of that should be put out there. I, I don't believe that people should be smoking. Right. I think I think people should should be. Uh, but I but I am not a, belie- a believer in that smoking should be illegal. Or that we should somehow enforce laws on people to take that freedom away from them, even though I disagree with it. And I know that there are risks like cancer and other things, right? My, my yeah. you know, my grandfather died from cancer, and I, I believe it was related to smoking. That being said, he knew the risk. Well, maybe he didn't. He was older, and it was a, a younger generation, or they were younger when cigarettes came out. But the reality is there's risk in everything we do. And so that same thing goes to people that want to take the vaccine. If this young man chose to take the vaccine because he trusted the science behind it or he trusted the people that were telling him to do it, um, so be it. If he didn't see the mandate from the NFL as, as an encroachment on his as violation of freedom, so be it. He had a choice and he made that choice. Now, if he felt forced into that choice because the NFL was gonna take his profession away from him, if he didn't do this, then that's another discussion for another time. But at some point in time, this man made a decision. To, to get to get the vaccination and, and to move forward with it. And so I think that's where the conversation needs to be kind of benched or shelved. Right. We're not going to talk about the mandate. We're not going to talk about any of those things. But I do think that we should talk about the possibility that it's related to that, uh, because there is a lot of proven and documented science out there with this, what is it? Is it mitochondria? I, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a there's a, a condition of the heart that happens in young, healthy males. It's, it's primarily in males um, that you are seeing with people that are vaccinated that are young and healthy that have gotten the vaccine um, and then having heart conditions following. So I think that's yep. where I, uh, before we get into that, people are going to want to like, oh my, God, you know, oh, my God, are, oh my God, oh my God, people are on the right, oh my God, they're <laughs> evil, they're just bigots and they're wanting to go, no, no, I think that there's nothing wrong with having conversation. We've lost what that looks like in today's world, uh, the ability to talk about differing opinions and differing facts. I think facts are facts. Facts don't care about your feelings and I don't either. And so the reality is, is that we need to be able to talk about these things or at least have a conversation about these things and say, hey, is this a possibility and let, let's be real this is twisted world we talk about ridiculous things all the time uh, yeah. i think that we should be able to talk about something like this if we want to right and uh, i think the I,
2: only and i think the only thing that i just want to add before i agree with you 100 that we we're, we're not going to get on the you know mandating it and all this stuff but the one piece uh, you know about this young man and, and yes he had to make a choice and he wanted to play in the nfl and i'm sure it was his dream his entire life and so here was his opportunity and this is one of this was potentially, you know, one of the requirements, I get it. Um, the only thing that I want to add to that would be is is if there is false information or anything along those lines about this vaccine that is known out there, I'm not saying there is, I'm not saying we know, I'm just saying hypothetically if these doctors and scientists and chemists that have made this stuff are are knowing that it is causing these heart failure issues, because i We're not just going to talk about this young man, by the way. I've got a plethora of cases in the world soccer world of professional soccer players that, again, we're talking, you know, multimillionaires, just like football players here in the United States. These soccer players around the world are highly paid um, sport players as well. There's been a few handful of them that have dropped dead, a few handful. There's a 28-year-old that's got a pacemaker now. uh, And unfortunately, the biggest common... Thread is the vaccine. So we're going to talk about it, but if there is information out there that is not being given to these young men to say, hey, you know, you have a choice to take it or not or, or to, to, you know, you don't join the sport or not um, and get paid these millions of dollars and so on and so forth, and it, and if they're not given all of the information, then, then there's a much bigger problem at stake here, right? Yes. Um So that's the only thing is, is yes, they have the choice to make, However, it's like, hey, take this vaccine. It's no big deal. There's no side effects. Cool. I'll take it. Pay me my millions. Or, hey, take this vaccine. You have a 50% chance of having severe heart failure before you're at the age of 30. Could kill you and or you're going to be on some form of pacemaker, or life support, things here's, like that. You know what I mean? My, like, they're not here's giving you choice. my argument.
3: Here's my argument. Well, well okay. Choice is the, is the key word there. So my only argument to that is is that I do believe everyone had a choice. Because even though we lived in California and we were being pressed extremely hard, everywhere I went, I was being pressed hard. Yeah. Uh, all my job, I mean, I, I, I was willing to walk away from my job and my career if they were going to force it. So let, let's be like, everybody had a choice, even if they were chastised. Um, that being said, there is a level of pressure that came with it to where, you know, I had family members that chose to get the vaccine because they were afraid they wouldn't be able to see their kids. Or that they weren't be able to be able to fly, and that flight was the only way they were going to be able to get to family if something happened. Um, that is an undue pressure that caused them to make a decision. Now, a decision was still made. I don't think that the decision is made in the same way, but a decision was made. Uh, I think I even heard someone say one time that if they weren't going to let um, – if something was to happen to someone like their husband or wife, and I couldn't get in the hospital unless I had it, I would do it to get in there. Or if I needed yeah. to, to keep my job to take care of my family, I would do it. Like we have a buddy who you know yeah. works for a, ho- a hospital and basically said that he had a wife and kids and he didn't want to do it, but he felt like he had to in order to take care of them. That was a decision he made, and I don't think that the pressure there is is justified, and, and he's not someone that had the – I don't have the financial ability to walk away from a job if they were to try to force me to, to. but 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 I'll tell you that I also have a wife and kids that I want to be around for and I think the biggest thing about the vaccine that we we've never really really talked about it or touched on it was it was pushed out fast because there was all this fear mongering that was going around, not to say that we can compare it against the flu or the cold or whatever, whatever you want to compare it against. I, we can go all day with, with all that stuff, and I've got my own opinions on those, and, and that's really not what this is about. But no. I can say this. It was it was pushed on us very quick and very fast. It had – from the very beginning, it had political ties, and that political ties is what shed a lot of doubt in my, in my mind. We jumped through a lot of hoops, but we skipped a lot of hoops, right? Government, who I had worked for previously, are all about red tape, and we were willing to remove all the red tape for the sake of humanity, which, okay, to some degree, cool. But at the same point, we removed the red tape, and that red tape was human trials and those types of things to see what side effects were. There was not a lot of data. But at the same time, the data that there was showed that those that were older than 65 had a greater chance of catching it and that the vaccine could potentially help them. But there was no data saying that someone like at my age, 35, 36, 37 in the years that it was going, needed to have it, right? I mean, they—they. They, right. I think it even got to the point where like if you're obese, you need to have this because you're at risk. Well, that may or may not be true, but there wasn't a lot of data that said that I needed to have it at, th- at the time it was 35. And I made a choice based on the fact that with with very little data to say, I've been sick before. This isn't cancer. People are recovering from it. And I'm willing to roll the dice. If something were to happen to me and I would treat it like I would normally like if I got sick, I don't like to spend time around my family when I'm sick. I'm not going to kiss my hug my children. I'm not going to go to my grandma's house if I get sick. That's a normal way of doing things. You don't get up and go to church if you're sick. You don't want to get people sick. Right. It's like when your kids get sick, you keep them home so they don't get the other people sick. Right. This isn't chicken pox. Right. We, we understand how the normal flow of things work, but the personal discretion I was a 16-year-old man when I got the first my first flu vaccination. I was working at a dental office. I got a flu vaccination while I was working there. I got a 10- to 12-day flu. It just lasted forever. It felt like it was never going to go away. And it happened immediately after I got that vaccination. And I remember as a kid going, I'll never do it again. I waited, and like at 20 years old, I was in college, and they were doing them for free. And I think it was like, if you get your flu vaccination, we'll give you free movie tickets. And I was like, let's go. I got sick again for another 10 to 12 days. And at that moment, I I made a decision that I'm not doing these vaccinations mainly because of my negative reaction. Not because I thought that they were bad or evil, but because of the negative reaction I had, I wasn't going to do it. But because of that negative reaction, when I started having kids and I started having – we started questioning everything. I am not an anti-vaxxer, right? Like uh, my kids have had some vaccinations. My kids have had some shots. But I do question and read and look and research everything that my kids have had. And there are some that I deem worthy and there are some that I deemed unnecessary for my nine-year-old at the time, right? And so because of those decisions, it was the same way we kind of looked at the vaccination. And then you throw in the political side of it all and the drama of it all and the fact that there just was no research out there. I was not comfortable sticking something in my body that I didn't know what the result was going to be right? This isn't a decision of whether or not I could take Tylenol at the same time I take Benadryl,
1: right?
3: Right. This right. is, you know, yes. th- those <laughs> types of, can, can I take, can I take four ibuprofen instead of two, like it tells me on the bottle, right? This, those aren't those types of decisions, right? <laughs> this is, I'm serious, right? Oh, yeah, you're, right. Yeah, you're, right. you're left to your own demise because there is no research out there. And so I don't know, I made a decision, the decision I made, and let's be real, I have not had a lot oh. of sickness these last few years. Not to say that I didn't get COVID. I got COVID. Just like yeah. everybody else. Everybody uh, else got yeah, yeah. COVID. Uh, but we survived it and we moved on. I, I, I will say that say – going back to the original conversation of this, you mentioned there's a lot of these things happening throughout the NFL and other sports, not just NFL. Soccer there's worldwide, th- yeah. Quite two two crazy things. So on the same day well, – not the same day, but this this past weekend – a former lineman for the Jaguars and Cowboys, I guess he he was with the Cowboys, I think in twenty fourteen. also dropped dead. Same oh, exact thing, same oh, ha- thing happened, yep. heart attack at his house um with his wife. Um and one of the crazy things that I noticed when I was researching this, as well as I had already seen some of the stuff from like the that was like the soccer, the FIFA stuff, right? There's like a big, large number of people that have been dropping. If you watch videos on this stuff. Isn't it eerie how they're going down? How similar? Yeah. It's all, I mean, these are people that are in different parts of the world, different times, different things but are all related to this past two years, are literally just going limp, lifeless. And, know. and, and, and every and, and single I, one of them look exactly the same when they drop.
2: And I, and I want to just, I got to point this out for, for our listeners, if they don't already realize it themselves, again, these are... Sports players for billion-dollar franchises. You mean to tell me that when these people are drafted or signed or whatever the case may be, that a slew of medical tests are not done because they're about to—they're—they're agreeing to paying these people large sums of money, right? So, especially in soccer, like I don't know, people maybe here in the United States don't see how big soccer is, but soccer is massive worldwide, right? I mean, big, big money, and so they sign these players. I can guarantee you i mean our our u s military does heavy heavy, heavy, heavy health checks on people, right, and so right. to the point where like if you if you even stand uh, like don't stand straight off by a quarter of an inch, you may not make it in the military. I can guarantee you these sport corporation uh, franchises are doing big 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 they they dump all kinds of money into the to the physical aspects, say like, hey, check this person's hearts, lungs, muscles, check it all right right so these people are coming in. If if these people had pre-determined issues, you know, would have been found. They at least, you know, maybe not all of them. Maybe one slips through the crack. But you're talking about a whole slew of soccer players. You got some football players going down. These people again were have all been tested. I, I, I even seen two or three I, videos of like a not.
3: person falling down in a debate. Like she was in the middle yeah. of a debate and she just collapsed. Same exact way. Looks exactly like the football Same. player. Just, just dropped. Great. And it, it is insane to me, and, and and it's not like okay, there hasn't been people that have had this happen before. No, like let's go do the research. You start looking at things and you start realizing the number of people that are having this is ha, has significantly grown. Yeah. Like I mean, and and we're not talking just athletes and players. We we focus on those because those guys are so heavily athletic and so heavily, they have million dollar physicians that are on staff that are looking at every just. Owie, oops, and bump—you know—heart rate. Like these guys are constantly tested to miss something like this. You, you would know, right? And so it's, it's just insane to me. But I've been hearing of like kids in Canada that got the vaccination are having problems now. Like, and and, and you'll notice, you'll notice there's a trend, and the trend is they're all young.
2: Oh, yeah, all young. And and a majority of them are male. And um, majority, yes one biased doctor who who does not believe in the vax wrote a whole article on the fact that he believed um and somebody excerpted it on twitter that he believes it has some a tie to do with testosterone like it's the the vaccine and testosterone are causing you know heart issues well, which is why yeah, the so, majority of them are men because women some women still do have in still having a higher influx of testosterone than, some other, than most other women, right? So maybe that's what you see there. Right. I don't know. But when you see 90% of the cases that are dropping dead with heart disease at early ages, by the way, and, and we're not talking people that are smoking, drinking, and eating fatty foods 24-7. No, nope, these are pretty healthy individuals, right? right? right. Uh, dropping dead of, of heart disease, serious heart disease. Um, go ahead. You going to say something.
3: Well, I was just going to go back to one of the things I, you know, so we, we live in a in a time that what I would like to call, and I, it's not really my term. I've coined this. It's not me coining this, but I've, I've heard it used on other podcasts and other radio shows. But revisionist history, and what it is is we like to take history and rewrite it so it fits our narrative, or or fits a narrative, right? And so you know, one of the most things that was I remember with the MNRA-based vaccination.:
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more,
3: that they started putting in play early early on in the test results that people were doing from some of these bigger places was hey is it myocarditis or whatever it's called it's the heart condition where i believe it creates like an arrhythmia you get a a, a irregular heartbeat uh there's scar tissue that goes around the heart and it can take some time to finally settle in the thing i remember early early on was when when the vaccinations first started being pumped out, is I remember – I even remember a coworker that I worked with in the Bay Area who was one of the senior managers with me make jokes about how they said oh, – he goes, oh, it's going to be a couple of years and all the vaccinated people are just going to start dropping dead. <laughs> I'm not lying. 100%. That was the line he said to me, and everybody at the table laughed. I didn't because I didn't find it funny. But the reality was is that they said, oh, where are all these people? It's been a year. Where are all these people? Well, now here we are. It's been a couple yeah. of years since the vaccination has been pushed out. And you're starting to see people drop dead. And myocarditis was an early, early report. Well, the further we get down this, the more research there is there. And they're finding more and more cases that are related to this. Now, again, younger individuals, um, mm-hmm. people that generally don't have a huge – um, let's say younger than twenty. Younger, there's a lot of people that are under twenty that are dying, but it, it, that that they're the early stages of their life where they don't have a huge impact per se. I, I my point is, is that health wise, they would have been fine had they probably had they not done this. There was not a large growing number of individuals that were right <laughs> under the age of thirty five that were dying.
2: Yeah, I mean, in end of story. You're talking about the healthiest, um immune systems, right? I mean, you're in your late teens, twenties, even thirties. That's, that's your pinnacle peak for your, for immune system, right? Especially people that take care of their bodies. Um, so before we uh, get any further, can you, do you still have that, that tweet from the doctor that, uh, yeah, the one I sent you, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. That took care of Damar. Damar Hamlin is the, the player, um, for those of you guys are listening that haven't seen it. Buffalo bills, Buffalo bills. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. So, I mean, the the original tweet was taken down, uh, which I'm assuming we, people have been able to snapshot and bring back. But it says, I recently administered Damar Hamill's COVID booster shot on twelve twenty six. As a medical profession, I can assure you that uh, I can assure the public he passed all screenings with flying colors. And I am in contact with the UCMC staff and will provide assistance to them. He took this thing down like like 10 I, minutes later. It was removed.
2: Because he, cause he openly admitted to just... A week ago, literally a week after he got his booster. And I mean, so this doctor's admitted he came in, got a booster. And, and as far as saying he passed all the screenings with flying colors, what what screenings were you testing for? Did you hook him up to an EKG 48 hours later? Highly doubt it. So, again, here's this player one week ago. Well, one week yesterday, which is a week after from the event. Um, he, this doctor admits to giving him his COVID booster, and one week later, a healthy 24-year-old male almost drops dead on a football field.
3: Now, one um, of the things that I she- will say is there could be a number of reasons that's why he took it down, uh, the first one being that it's a violation, mainly because Maybe. you can't tell people's medical history um the other part is is that you know even in saying this where he feels like he's justifying all these things because what you know this is where i get into the the defense of the argument right we we can't go and bash people for jumping on the nfl just like we can't they can't bash people for jumping on the COVID train the reality is that you should look at both Because both are have relative, they're relevant. We do know that there is a lot of injuries that are involved in the NFL. I don't believe that it's the NFL's responsibility to fix those problems. Right. I do believe that there is some level of responsibility that has to fall on the player to make good choices and to choose to play football and put themselves at risk. Just like a race car driver goes out and drives 200 miles an hour. It's not the NASCAR's fault if that player gets in a car accident. You know what I mean? And gets hurt or loses their life. It is. It's the driver. The driver is putting themselves at risk. Things happen. Let's. It happens. That's part of that's. That's part of what it is. And and here's the deal. No one gets on pop Warner. No one gets on high school football. No one gets on college football. They started getting on college football, but there's no one getting on those lower level grades where a lot of injuries happen for kids younger ages. The same way they do with NFL. They it, it, It's because it's got such a flashlight on it. But that same thing goes to COVID. Why can't we look at the research? Why can't we compare these things? Why can't we say that there is a growing concern with there being heart conditions revolving around these vaccinations? Let's be real. There is a static number of people that we can take as an average of people that die in this way on an annual basis. Yeah. And I can't I don't have those numbers in front of me, but let's say it's fifteen hundred, which is a small number, you know, nationally. And you remove those number from the from this current year or, or last year, 2021, and you compare the growth. And that tells you that something that was added into this has changed. Maybe it's people's physical, whatever, but the people that are being highlighted are the people that are in the best physical condition of their lives. I've seen a number of stories this year where individuals that were in between 25 and 35 that have dropped dead and are healthy with the exception of scar tissue after an autopsy. When they go in there and they look at the heart, they see that the heart had a failure or a a blocked valve or a blood clot or – you know, it had a weird, irregular heartbeat. Come to find out it had a bunch of scar tissue around. And all of that doesn't just happen overnight. If this were something that happened overnight, we would have seen growth trending and, and the death would not be an increased toll. It would be a pretty static, right? Maybe we would fluctuate a couple, you know, hundred, hundred, whatever deaths. But yeah. we are seeing such a growth in this and such a, an issue with this that it, I think people have got to really look at it and go, something's happened here. And then on top of that, you're not seeing if we were to compare the numbers, removing the people, let's say remove, you know, a baseline number, the people that are dropping are people that had the vaccine, not people that that didn't. Right? You're not seeing people who were unvaccinated drop in this way in these growing numbers. The the growing numbers are happening, but the the same this growth that we're having all almost, I mean, it, it's an, in, in every case, they want to verify whether or not this person has the vaccine and they come to find out this person has the vaccine. Now that in itself doesn't say as evidence that this is the result. However, when there is a overwhelming number of people that have dropped in this way that have the vaccine, and there's not an overwhelming number of people that haven't had the vaccine and they're dropping in this way, it goes to show it. And and so one of the things, I, and I'm I'm kind of rambling on, but It just dawned on me that I didn't finish my previous thought. Going back to what I was saying about revisionist history is, we've gotten to a place now where we change reality. We change what happened in history. We change things like, you know, we go back and we say, well, that that's not really why that happened. It happened because of this. Well. Myocarditis sort of came out when the vaccine started coming out, saying, "Hey, this is a possible cause," or the one that was going to make you know it was going to make younger women infertile. Well, it didn't make them infertile, but the, it did reduce the chances of some of those people having children or that they would struggle. And we've seen an increase, even in my in my own life, of of women or girls trying to have uh, have babies that are struggling. Now, I can't say that's because of the vaccination or not, but I'm just telling you that I've seen more of that recently. Uh, in my life, and the people that I touch and I interact with, that that's been a growing concern. But one of the things that I what I say with regards to revisionist history is we're going to see it. And if you haven't seen it already, we're going to see it where myocarditis will not be a result of the vaccination, but it'll be a result of the virus. Right? That the vaccine's not what caused it. It was COVID nineteen that caused it. So therefore, everybody can have this, not the vaccine people, yeah. or. Or th- th- you're infertile because because of COVID nineteen, not because of the vaccine. And that will be the revisionist history in this. I promise you, we will get to a place where everybody's going to argue that this this has happened because of COVID nineteen, not because of the vaccine. The vaccine didn't cause that. It was it was because that individual got COVID, and that's why that happened.
2: And no, absolutely it's unfortunate. So. Um, I want to bring some t- statistics to the table. Um, just right. since we're on this this point, so, um, and this was in response to Nawinari's death, which was the the lineman that we we talked about, Uche right. Nawinari. Um, and and we'll talk about him a little bit more here in a second because there's some sad irony in in his story. But in April of 2022, just last year, uh, Dr. Joseph Macarla had pointed out that over 700 athletes. Collapsed on the field during during a game. Now, this is high school, college, and professional. 700 athletes collapsed on the field during a game from March 2021 to March 2022. The average age of these that experienced heart-related trauma was 23 years old. 700 wow. athletes. Uh, in September, just a few months back, an English former per, uh, professional soccer player criticized the lack of attention being given to the high rise in deaths among athletes since the vaccines were released. Um in a and and with some brought some statistics that over a thousand athletes collapsing and dying of heart problems and blood clots from March twenty twenty one to June of twenty twenty two in the world of soccer. A thousand it's so, it's insane. Um now Crazy stuff here with Noronari. So the guy was a was apparently a huge advocate for the vaccine. In fact, he had tweeted just uh, September 2021, talking about how um, you're murdering people if you don't get it, and anybody that refuses to get it uh, should be sentenced to jail. And uh, so, and a multitude of responses from him um, to other people, uh, basically attacking, you know, saying pro life, mandate the vax, so on and so forth. And then, you know, you have what happens to him. He died of a heart attack on December 30th, I believe. Um, not too long after he had received a booster himself. So, uh, you know, uh, just some things to think about. We're not going to sit here, you know, as far as uh, us, the hosts, the Twisted World, and say, this is for sure what's happening. But if you're not looking at it and and all your, like like Andy says, you know, you get all the people that are like, oh, this is cause of, hard hits in the nfl okay but we're looking at you know evidence here and and we got to take in all the evidence and and this is what the evidence is showing at the moment
3: yeah it's insane it's insane so one of the things i wanted to look up was like statistically right with myocarditis so Mm -hmm. um worldwide people this is looks like it's historical so this is prior to 2020 on average annually. Um, you were looking at a 0.007% that people were either hospitalized or died from myocarditis, right? Which is the, I don't know the exact effects of what it is, but I, it's scar mm-hmm. tissueing, basically trauma to the, it's, the scar tissueing happens when people continue to work out while having it. So I think that that's too, is that it gets worse if you're, if you are a higher yeah. physical person, um, people that received the vaccine were eleven times more likely to develop myocarditis within the first like thirty days of having the vaccine doesn't mean they died, but just that there were when they were when they were doing the research and watching, those yeah. that got vaccine were eleven times more likely to get to 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 have signs of myocarditis, right? Second yeah. is is that when they started doing the research and you start looking at that now, we're closer to a one percent of people now hospitalized or die from it as oh, opposed to 0.007 oh my gosh right
2: we are uh, we're, <mayoría> oh, oh, we're talking right. almost a hundred percent increase
3: oh uh yeah 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 0.07 0.007 yeah so a hundredth of a point or a percent um up to a full almost one percent now of oh people oh. in the world now that doesn't mean a, uh, we have everybody in the world has vaccinations. And that does mean that there are probably some people that you, you have the continued 0.007 that already have it or already we're dealing with it. But you add in this, this COVID generation that had a lot of vaccines and not just one, not just two, not three, but I believe we're on the fourth booster now. Um, And then you go back and you start looking at things like, like Pfizer, right? who, who knew there were risks because now I don't know if anybody's actually been reading or listening to this, but they're doing all these investigations in the UK and they're having Pfizer come and answer questions. And they're saying, did you, did you know about these risks? Did you know about any of this? And they're answering, we didn't do the research on it. I don't have a binder on that. They didn't even do risk assessments when they yes. were doing the vaccine, because all is. they were doing was trying to sell the vaccine.
2: There it is. All they
3: were trying to do is get it done. And so, the lack of research goes a long ways to show that there is no one out there that can doubt or say that there is no risk because risk is assessed through data. And if there is no data or a company is negligent in not assessing – here's the deal. The vaccine was ready at the – what was it? The early parts of 2021. I think it started rolling out in like the, the latter part of 2020 while Trump was still president. Yeah. Um it was 2021 like by the time Joe Biden took office they were already distributing it right? So there is plenty of data and right now when we call Pfizer up and say what are the risks or what are this they should have that data. And I in the middle of this this investigation they're basically saying there is no data. We don't have a binder on that. I yeah, I mean you can't
2: uh, all these all these probably fantastic experimental cancer treatments that are out there that they force them to go through a million different trials plus test all of the 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 implications that it could have. They do all that, but hey, let's just launch this thing out there and, oh, we didn't even test it, and now we're dropping young people left and right. I mean, I'm just saying, you, <laughs> you've got potential life-saving treatments that are out there being held up by red tape, but this stuff just gets launched out, no big deal.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, that's no, Now, okay, okay, devil's advocate here. You're in the middle of a crisis, and at the time, that you just really don't know the risk, right? It's early on. We don't really know the risk. Each person has to weigh that risk themselves. Let's say for, for whatever reason, we look at this situation, and we base it on every movie we've ever seen in our lives. Okay, pandemic, it's affection, it's going to take over, Walking Dead's about to come. Government has <laughs> to make decisions, and I get that. They have to. Let's 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 say that they made the decision and they made the wrong one. Trump goes and says everybody should get the vaccination. It's safe. Uh, I I put up a billion dollar reward for this these companies through Project Lightspeed to get these things done and they're going to be able to go, go through red tape and get temporary emergency approval through FDA. Okay. Fine. Nothing says that they shouldn't or couldn't do that the part that becomes a violation and the part that becomes an issue is when they started to mandate it. When you start to tell people they have to do, or sorry, that they have to take something in order to function in society, I think is when you, you're, you're encroaching on that freedom. Like I have every Absolutely. right to go and I don't know, like it, I, I should not have to take, if I don't, if I have a headache, and I want to just go take a nap rather than taking a Tylenol, that's my choice. But if you're telling me that if I have a headache, I have to take Tylenol before I go sleep, uh, or I can't have a bed, um, you're encroaching on my freedom to, to do that. And I think everyone has to use their best judgment and do that. N- no, you should not be a school and get sick and go stand around your grandma who's 93 years old. That would be dumb. That would be yeah, stupid. Exactly. And, and your grandma has a very high risk of getting sick and like a normal flu or cold would kill her. So, no, I think that the way they handle that, I don't think lock ins are appropriate. I think that when they first started handling it, they said that we're we're for those that are 65 or older, we we suggest that you stay home and not go out and be interacting in public. If there's a higher risk, we really don't know what the risks are like that kind of stuff made sense to me early on because we really didn't know. Right. Like, hey, if you're 65 or older, it seems like there's a higher chance that you could catch this and 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 get really ill from it. We we suggest that you guys stay home until we figure out what's going on with this. Until we until we can try to whatever. But when it started to just kind of go from there, and now everybody had to stay home, even your children from school. Even though my kids got COVID, all three of them didn't even bat an eye. You the, no fatigue, no soreness, no sickness. I got it. I was laid out like I would would be with any serious you know infection or virus but it just got crazy and it's like we wanted to ignore it all we wanted just to ignore it all i'm not saying that people didn't die i will say this i do think that the, the some of the i think the numbers are heavily skewed i think that some of the reaction that we gave people from covid or our response to covid caused things like bronchitis because we were throwing on ventilators right away, and I think it caused bronchitis because you got fluid in their lungs, and that bronchitis is, in my opinion, more deadly in some situations. Um, but I, I, I'm not saying that we killed people. I'm just saying our response to it may have killed more than needed. And then on top of that, I think we skew the numbers to where everything that was possibly of any form of sickness was COVID. Uh, my example of that is, is I was, I went to Kaiser, wasn't you know feeling 100% and went down and took it, or I called my doctor and he said, Hey, well, you know, I, I would love to help you. I said, but we got to rule out COVID. I said, well, I don't really feel like it's COVID based on what I, you know, the the symptoms I hear, but you know, I, I need to know because work's telling me that I have to do this. And uh, I, I called my doctor and he said, well, again, I'd love to help you, but we've got to rule that out. That's that uh, the, I'm being told that's our first go-to because I know I don't always agree with it, but it's my first go-to. And my doctor was pretty level-headed and I didn't feel like I was ever being forced into anything. So I go down and I do the whole nose swab, throat swab or whatever it is thing. And I get my results like three days later. And and I don't get them right away. My doctor calls me and he says, hey, I said, hey, so how are you feeling? I said, man, I feel lousy. I, I I'm in bed now and now I've got the fatigue and I'm sore. And, you know, by this point I'm thinking, well, maybe I do have COVID. And he goes, congratulations, you have the flu. <laughs> and I, I kind of chuckled and he goes, you're a rare one. And it's a rare one. My my doctor worked for Kaiser, and at the time was just like, hey, you know, no one has the flu right now, and they started making the jokes about flu Rona. So I had the flu for a couple of weeks, and then I got sick like literally like three days later. Got up, and started moving around, and I started feeling lousy again. Come to find out, I ended up catching COVID shortly after that. So it 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 it's just one of those things where every sickness that was out there started becoming COVID, and yeah. all of it was COVID. And it didn't matter if you notice, like when, when this thing first started, it was like, oh, well, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have the breathing and you're going to have the soreness. Well, then it turned into sniffly nose and then it turned into a runny nose and then it turned into, uh, you know, this, and the next thing you know, the list of things, it's anything and everything. Nobody was throwing up on COVID. Yeah. And next thing thing you know, if you were throwing up, you had COVID. I
2: know. you wake up with allergy with coughs. I know. it's. But the, the crazy thing is, is, at the end of the day, I, and I know you, are in agreement that we're not denying COVID existed. But it, the reality is is with perception controlling media and things of that nature, at the end of the day, is it potentially nowhere near as serious as they made it? Did they push a whole lot of stuff and an agenda? It, my point of view, yes. But it do I have any evidence? No, hard. No, absolutely not. But if you just sit back and take a look at things, it's like little things. Like the fact that that year that COVID numbers were way up, the flu numbers are were the lowest they'd been in 100 years or some crazy stuff. Come on, people. Like, Non-existent. Seriously? Non-existent. Like, well, yeah, flu all of a sudden just disappeared. Like, we couldn't cure it for 80, 100 years, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. Be- but, but COVID's full force. Come on. Like, but, like just wake remember, up. Wake up.
3: We talk about revisionist history, right? Now yeah. we talk about all the flu coming, and they're like, oh, it's a result of the people that had to wear masks and had to be locked up. Everybody's now coming back to the world. And now the flu is back. Cong- it's back now. Yeah. Oh, it's, gosh. Go get your flu vaccinations. Propaganda. You don't, propaganda you know propaganda I mean? works really it, well. I'm of the people,
2: let me tell you. But so all that, we're saying. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sorry.
3: COVID's not. No one. Okay. What was not real about COVID? was the grand scale of it i i, I do believe that that covid was a thing yeah. and just like just like h1n1 may have may have been raised to a pandemic level but you did not see the same response when h1n1 got raised to a pandemic level as you did when covid got raised to it yeah i worked local government i saw the response and it was it was purely fear tied to political In California, we handled it a heck of a lot worse or a lot different than people in Florida. And guess what? The curve wasn't different. They lived their life. They were back to their life, living their life, and not – they were not the highest death rate in the country. They weren't. Nope. And what it showed me is is that we allowed politics and we allowed control. And and if if I'm going to be completely honest and we want to go on fringe conspiracies – all of this is a result of we didn't want they didn't want Trump to be president again and needless to say <laughs> right i don't think, i don't think covid's the reason he didn't become president again i think that there were probably other things but i think yeah. as we got closer to the end of his presidency he was being hit from all different angles covid being one of them where it was a lose lose situation Right. And if you guys if you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but at the end of his uh, his presidency, people were like, oh, oh, Trump should be, you know, should be prosecuted because, you know, there's this many people have died from covid while he was president. It's all his fault. Well, do you know that like three times as many people have died from covid since Joe Biden took over compared to when Trump had it? But no one's out here going, oh, gosh, this president, he's the worst. He killed all these people as president.
2: Well, that's because it switched from a political thing to a money-making thing. See, that's Correct. where people are missing the thing is is the amount of money that Moderna and you know Oxford, you know AstraZeneca or whatever the heck the name of that company is, and all right. these other companies are making billions of dollars off right. of a forced vaccine. More forced, I mean, like we're talking strong arm force. This is crazy. People were threatened with jobs, like you said. People were stre- threatened with you know again their livelihoods. And so at the end of the day. We're talking extreme, extreme, extreme for something that just doesn't add up. Again, we 100% agree that COVID exists. So does the flu. So does the common cold. So does a multitude of other viruses that happen throughout the course of the year. But you don't go down shutting somebody's life down or a country down for it at the end of the day. And now on top of it, potentially, you got a bunch of people that should not be dying of, of heart issues, dying of heart issues.
3: Okay. Well, last thing I'm going to throw out there because this is just kind of crazy. I was reading on something today and it popped up in my feed. 1981. There's a book written, and I can't remember the name of the author off the top of my head. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But it, it, I I believe it's based on fiction. I think it, I think it was a fiction novel, and it talked about a, a future pandemic. Da da da. The name of the virus in this book uh, in 1981 was called Wuhan 400. <laughs> and I'm is, reading this, and is I'm going. That the front- I'm 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 talking about this being insane. When you go back and you look at the book that Bill Gates wrote about pandemic and overpopulation and those types of things, and when you know about the meetings that they held, all the billionaires held, and in the later early 2000s, like 2008, 2009, yep. Um, the I'll be honest with brass tacks. I am not a heavy person that believes in conspiracy theories however to live in this time and this day and age to tell me you li- you believe it that there's not even a plausibility to any of the, c- the conspiracy theories i think you're, you're naive i think you're you're ridiculous because there is there's so much happening in public it, the things that should be said in quiet that are have always been said in quiet are now being said out loud and it's like no one hears it
2: it's because they can control people now I, I think that's the difference. I think in 1950s, if you'd have looked at people I, then as opposed to now, I, I think, y- y- unfortunately, I'm just going to keep it real, majority of the American people, let's just talk about America for the moment, majority of the American people run around with an extremely low IQ. And unfortunately, the, the, it's the lower the your IQ. <laughs> right? it's all the chemtrails or the, like, the chlorine in the water. Uh, dude, I'm just, I am just They're controlled now. You can, you can go out there and you could say that, the government has now seen aliens and then you could turn around and be like, Oh, that was a that was a fake post and then people are like, Oh, okay. Tell me in or what gold.
3: Tell me in what world where would the government be able to come in front of Congress and talk about UFOs and <laughs> it not be a thing.
2: <laughs> right. We're just like <laughs> ah
3: but, right. Like at this point people, they might as they might as well release the JFK documents. But the reality like, is, release is if, them you
2: t- all. if you tell people that the government did that not too long ago, that they came out and said that there is that they there was UFOs and aliens and stuff, do you realize that most people are like, no, they didn't? I'm no, like, of course. What? You guys are so blinded by by surface garbage you have been programmed. Uh
3: well, it helps when the media and all the people that actually report this stuff are on one side of the fence. It does help. Right. So you, sure, you don't absolutely. have a large population of media out there going, maybe there is some plausibility to this, because anytime someone does from any of those outlets, those people get ousted. Those people get thrown out to the wolves, regardless of they're right or not. Right. I, I do believe that journalism is it it should be something i mean i guess freedom of the press is in the constitution i believe in it right i do believe that we should have a press that goes out and pursues things on both sides of the aisle and they should call out and highlight the things that are wrong or the things that they find or the research that they reserve the the results of these things 100 percent and some of the greatest stories of all time and movies of all time are related to that kind of investigative work that gets highlighted the problem in today and age is we don't see enough of that because it's it's more about staying on my side of the fence and making friends on my side of the fence rather than rocking the boat. And the individuals that do rock the boat, regardless of their political you know affiliation, get ousted, get canceled. Yeah. And so now we've created a culture of individuals that no longer opinionated no longer have the ability to stand out they would rather stay quiet for the the out of the fear of being chastised
2: like, like i joke about this with real talk it's after we have episodes like this you know it's always like man we, we got to watch them doorbell rings now you know just just saying you know if Andy and i just ah, Listen, listening yeah.
3: in texas man Could, like, that's right. if, hey, if you looked at the stats go. in texas there are eight guns to every one person in texas yeah, come on
2: come on come, come to my come, door come at me <laughs> Um, hey, real quick. Uh, you were talking about conspiracy theorists, and it's just brought to my mind my mother-in-law. She bought me the coolest hoodie. I have not worn it yet, but uh, it, it says on it, and there's a scripture verse on it, but it says, you know, uh, Noah was a conspiracy theorist until he wasn't. Just saying. You're just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Just remember that. So anyway, uh, <coughs> we do throw our prayers out um, to the young man and his family, because um, no matter what, no matter if, if it was a genetic thing or health issue, or or if it was from the vaccine, at the end of the day, uh, very sad situation that happened yesterday. Um, and and he, you know, even with um, um, you know, Uche, Uche, I always pronounce his name wrong. You know him as well. He's only yeah. thirty eight years old. and He left behind a, a wife and kids. So my age. Um, I'm yeah, I'm thirty seven. Right, thirty seven. Super
3: young, it's, super it's young, crazy. And this is, man was an athlete. This athlete, guy's in yeah. way better condition than I am. And but, just drop dead. It's just insane.
2: So, you know, we just want you listeners out there, just, you know, uh, put the facts together. At the end of the day, you know, emotions are emotions, but they have no logic behind them. Just put the facts together and see what your own perception comes up with. You know, just don't be driven by emotion, because that's what they drive you with. So we're, we're just we're just sitting back going, hey, uh, we're not telling you for sure that this is the reason. We're just bringing the facts to the table and saying how it just looks eerily. Um, you know, like there's some deeper, darker stuff going on there. So, uh, anyhow, I would say uh, uh, happy New Year to everybody. Uh, I think Cody's going to be back next week, right? From my understanding.
3: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we started a good episode. This is a good episode to start the year off. I mean, I'm sure I pissed off a number of people who listen to the <laughs> podcast. So, uh, hey, tune in for next week. I might I might go something else that's, there.
2: That's right. Um, and you know, I what? mean, someone's got
3: to do it. Cody hasn't been on in a couple of weeks. <laughs>
2: He's just picking up the slack. He's doing his job, and Cody's. It's fantastic. But regardless, as always, Twist the World fam, we love you, and we're out. Peace out.